is asking you to jump in. So we're grateful for each and every one of you and uh, just want to welcome you here uh, to the church, whether this is your first time uh, or you're here as a member. Uh, special Sunday uh, today, uh, not a normal Sunday. It's sometimes the worship gets crazy. That's not really what I mean, but uh, we're here this morning and uh, are going to be doing a building uh, renovation Sunday and you are going to hear from myself, uh, each of our elders, and also uh, the gentleman uh, who is our general contractor, actually here in the fellowship, going to be uh, outlining and detailing some plans uh, for our future. And I hope that you are as excited as I am because we are just getting started. And so um, just believing that the Lord would, would touch uh, every heart. And uh, as always, I feel like I have uh, an unusual word. And so, you know, when I study and I pray, just thought, Lord, you know, a building project, how about Nehemiah, or how about someone in the Bible that it just lay out very quickly, and as my nature, something prophetic always pops up. So I'm going to preach out of the book of Haggai uh, this morning. Maybe you've never even heard of it, that's okay, it is the second shortest book in the Old Testament, just two chapters uh, he is one of the minor prophets. Uh, there were 12 of them, um, but three, um, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, began to prophesy uh, to the people. Uh, Zerubbabel was the governor, just giving you a little bit of background here. But they began to prophesy to him about the rebuilding of the temple uh, under the reign of King Cyrus. And... Um, the Persians had defeated the Babylonians, and by the decree of Cyrus, uh, he had allowed the Israelites to return back to the land and rebuild the temple. And um, how many of you know Trump is a Cyrus? There were many prophecies given that Donald Trump would be a modern-day Cyrus, and a lot of people laughed and thought that was funny. But did you know that as Trump just moved our embassy to Israel, that they literally produced golden coins with Trump's face on one side and the other side is Cyrus. True story. So maybe prophecy is real. Maybe it's just not a ha, 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 good one. Maybe God is actually fulfilling prophecy uh, in our midst. So um, the title of my message is going to be very brief. It's called God is with us. So you grab the hand of the person next to you. I'm just going to speed you up on our journey here at Heart of the Father, what I believe the Lord is saying right now, and I will fight the urge to prophesy to many of you. It's always a struggle of mine. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done in our midst. Lord, now we pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are. Lord, bring the scriptures uh, to light to us. Lord, open up our eyes to what you're saying. Lord, I thank you for the testimony of heart of the Father. And Lord, all that you've done in our midst and all that you're about to do. And we say yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I woke up uh, this morning uh, and looked on Facebook. I'm sorry, I'm a sinner. I hope that doesn't offend you. But I woke up and got on Facebook, and that time hop thing came on where it shows you memories. 
and I didn't realize that here on June 10th, 2018, is actually the exact two-year anniversary of when we closed on this building. So exactly two years ago, June 10th, 2016, we closed uh, here on Heart of the Father. And if you don't know, we did start in um, September of 2010. Uh, my wife and I had taken a group of college students. I was serving as a college pastor at the time uh, up to a conference called The Great Awakening. And in the back, I had an open vision, and the Lord said, I've called you to plant a church in Lakeland, Florida. And I just started crying my eyes out and saying, oh, God, no. I'm not that guy that can stand up here and say, I had always dreamed of planning a church. It was not on my radar, had no desire for it. I grew up a pastor's son, and as I joke, I realized over the years that sheep bite. Uh, I don't mean that to offend you, but there's more to ministry than just preaching on Sundays. Uh, saying yes to the call is declaring war on the devil and his kingdom. And so I watched my parents uh, fight uh, the wars. And so uh, I had this open vision, and the Lord said, I want you to plant a church in Lakeland. And my very first question was, why Lakeland? Why this city, Lord? And he immediately answered me and said, Lakeland is an end-time revival city. And the Lord began to show me that there are certain cities in America that will become places of refuge for a last day's outpouring. And I'm under a very strong conviction in the days that, we li that we're living in that people need to know why they're living where they're living and they need to know why they're attending the church that they're attending. I know that could be a little strong for some people, but I believe that there is a geographic shift happening all over the United States where he's beginning to position and move people now Back in the day, it would be, okay, I need a job, and then I guess I'll move. I literally believe you're going to see that reversed. I think people are going to hear from God, they're going to move, and then they're going to find a job. I know that's extreme, but just ask Annie and David. Just arrived here from the Houston, Texas area. Literally left everything and have watched the Lord uh, do an incredible work. So the Lord began to describe Lakeland as an end time revival city that there would be a cross pollination that there would be a synergy of the generations that Malachi 4 5 and 6 people ask me what do you mean about revival personally for me I'm not really talking about extended meetings. Now, I believe that can be a part of revival, but when I say revival, I'm thinking fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, multiple generations walking together, healthy marriages, families that serve the Lord. To me, that's revival. And that's what I believe the Lord is going to unveil, and he's going to give us grace to accomplish here in this city. It wasn't long after that where a woman in this room named Mama Marie, she said, hey, I know this guy named Barry Nichols. I think that you should check him out. He's uh, having a home Bible study uh, in Lakeland. And I said, okay. So I went to Barry's house uh, where they were having a worship service and pretty much got slammed on my face and started weeping and crying. 
and uh, the Lord just divinely connected us in the early days, and uh, we have been in seven buildings in eight years. Uh, I've often described uh, the different transitions in my life, and Barry recently corrected me and said, Jeremiah, your life is just one big transition. Um, I have a really hard time staying in the same place. That's probably because the Lord has called me to be a pioneer and a trailblazer, but I just get bored very easily. And so Barry, uh, as a teacher, is teaching me how to just have one life vision. Uh, early on in the church, I wanted a new prophetic word for every year. And Barry said, why can't we just have one word, like make disciples? Let's just have one word for heart of the Father. And so we have had a, an incredible time being in seven different buildings. The Lord brought us David and Julie Vespa. Who, who in, is encouraged by David and Julie Vespa? What a, what a blessing uh, that they are to our community. And so we've formed an eldership here. Uh, people laugh, but Jesus Christ really is our senior pastor. Uh, the eldership team works as equals together according to the grace that God has given us and the different uh, things that he's done. And so uh, we went on a, a bit of a Jericho march where the Lord opened up this property two years ago today. And I feel like the Lord asked me to march it uh, for 21 days at midnight. And yes, the neighbors called the cops on me twice. But I felt like the Lord uh, wanted me to march this like he would march, Joshua would march Jericho, and that he would give and deliver this property into our hands. And through a, a miraculous series of events, even the banker who closed the deal said, I quote, in 38 years of banking, I've never seen a deal like this. And so the Lord miraculously delivered this building uh, into our hands and uh, we will celebrate uh, eight years uh, this September. And I just want to give God glory and honor and praise uh, for all that he's done in our midst. And um, thank you uh, to the Lord. Now what brings us uh, presently uh, here today is that when we bought this building, uh, when we purchased it, we thought that it would just, we could occupy every square inch of it. And what uh, we didn't know is that there's a whole other side of the building that was formerly zoned as a school. And so um, Mr. Fire Marshal dropped by uh, a couple months after we occupied and said, hey, you're not allowed to go over there. Um, it's not zoned for what you want to use it for. And so what has happened um, over the last two years is we have been dreaming, believing, asking God for his heart and his vision uh, for uh, our church. And we believe that the Lord has really spoken to us about the future of Heart of the Father and some of the transitions that are going to take place. So we're here today to talk about that side of the building, talk about the future of Lakeland and Heart of the Father. And it's going to require a lot of transition in our leadership team in some different areas, and we just wanted to take a Sunday and lay that out for you. So if you have in your Bible um, the book of Haggai, it's right next to Second Opinions, uh, the most read uh, book in our current church culture. So it's Second Opinions and then the book of Haggai. Um, as I said just real quickly again, um, second shortest book in the Old Testament 
um, Haggai begins to prophesy to the remnant that had returned from Babylon by the decree of King Cyrus. And um, let's, let's look here. Um, here in chapter 1, verse 2, Thus says the Lord of hosts, This people says the time has not come, even the time for the house of the Lord to be rebuilt. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies desolate? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And so the remnant had returned back to Israel, and they had for two years began to rebuild the temple, but then they had stopped. They had laid the foundation of the house of the Lord, but they had stopped. And so Haggai begins to rise up and begins to prophesy to them. And he begins to say to them, you're saying now is not the time. Maybe you're here this morning and you're wondering, is it really time that we begin this building renovation or we begin to move forward with the plans of the Lord? And then Haggai, uh, his answer to them is, well, why are you enjoying the things of this life? Why are you living in paneled houses while the house of the Lord lies in ruins? It's very interesting. This is what hit David. When David was on the throne, he thought to himself, I live in this great palace and I have all these amenities, yet the house of the Lord, it, it lies in ruins. Now, I do want to throw a disclaimer out there. I recognize that we're under the new covenant, that we are the temple. This is in no way a rebuke. What I mean by that is I'm not here this morning saying, hey, all of us are enjoying life and you're spending money on whatever you want to do while the building renovation lies in ruins. Please don't hear that, okay? I just wanted to throw that disclaimer out there. But I do believe that there is a practical application for us that we can really grab hold of as a community. And I want to make it personally here at the church. He, Haggai says to them in verse 5, Consider your ways. I found this interesting. This Hebrew figure of speech literally means... Put your heart on your roads. He says to them twice, consider your ways. Put your heart on your roads. In other words, consider the direction which your life is headed. If you've ever been in a transition season and the Lord says to you, consider your ways, what he's saying is put your heart on the road. In other words, really take a look at the direction that your life is headed and ask yourself, is this the way that I want to go? And so we're here in Lakeland. We've got this beautiful building. I happen to believe we have a beautiful group of people that God has gathered. He's still continuing to gather. And I believe what the Lord is saying to us in terms of consider your ways is this. Do we just want another good church? Do we just want to settle for being another church in Lakeland? Consider your ways. Or is there something far greater 
is there a vision way beyond, I believe, even any of us in this room? Is there a higher vision? Is there a higher calling than just settling for being a part of another Pentecostal charismatic church? I believe the answer is yes. Verse 13, then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke by the commission of the Lord to the people, saying, I am with you, declares the Lord. Now, some of us struggle here because have you ever asked for a very clear prophetic word and the only thing that you get is, I'm with you? Can I tell you, you are so not alone that this oftentimes was the word of the Lord to so many individuals in the word of God? I am with you. And you're like, but I need like A and B and C and like, what am I going to tell my wife? Like, I'll say yes in faith, but she's the detailed kind of. So I like I, I've and the Lord, I'll be with you. Okay, Lord, we're, we, I need a little more than that. No, I'll, I'll be with you. That's, that's all you need to know. Walk in faith, walk in trust. And this is the word of the Lord to them about rebuilding the house of the Lord. Is it time yet? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. And, and, and Haggai says, it, it is time. Well, well, why is it time? Because the Lord is with us. Look at 14. So the Lord stirred up the spirit. So the Lord stirred up the spirit. I want to prophesy to you, I believe I've heard from heaven that the Lord himself is going to stir up his spirit inside of each and every one of us to accomplish his work. What God wants to do here in Lakeland will not be an act of man. I want to tell you from our seven-year history, any man would be a fool. You heard that out of my mouth. Any man would be a fool to take credit for the miraculous provision and the hand of the Lord in this ministry's life. In fact, I believe the Lord is looking for a company, a group of people, a remnant in the earth that are going to dream so big with God that it requires His divine intervention. I'm talking about God stirring the hearts of people that don't even know Him to begin to sow into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, in these last days that we're living in, not only in Lakeland, but all across the earth there is wealth that is stored up in the houses of the wicked and what they don't know is it's God's money and he can take their little hand and begin to write checks and begin to fund the kingdom of God and as we're going to read the Lord declares the gold and the silver are mine says the Lord and there is something happening. I didn't even want to get into politics, but I'm telling you, there's something that's going to happen under the reign of King Cyrus. Yes, I said it. His name is Donald Trump. There is something that's going to happen underneath his reign in America where you are going to see the church, you are going to see the Christian culture prosper. Oh, brother, I voted for Hillary. Hear the word of the Lord. This is not about our opinions, 
Prophecy is not, well, what do you think? Forget all that. What is God saying? And so the Spirit of God begins to stir the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shatil, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people, and they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. So the Spirit of God comes. He himself begins to stir the leadership, the governors. I believe the Lord wants to stir up the leadership team of heart of the Father with the word, I am with you, will you partner with me? Then he stirs up the high priest. The Lord wants to stir up the intercessors. The Lord wants to stir up the prayer warriors in our community, begin to go to war and ask the Lord for his promises to be fulfilled in this city. And then he stirs up the remnant, which is you and I. I'm telling you, if we will pray, God himself will begin to stir up the hearts and we will have more than enough than what we need for all that God is about to accomplish in our midst. Then Haggai will finish with this in chapter 2. He begins to encourage the builders. So he says, the time is now. He says, consider your ways. Then he says, the Lord is with you. Then the Spirit of God begins to stir up the people. And then here in verse uh, chapter 5, it says, uh, excuse me, chapter 2, verse 5, As for the promise which I made you when you came out of Egypt, my Spirit is abiding in your midst. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts once more in a little while, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth, the sea also and the dry land. And I will shake all the nations, and they will come with the wealth of all nations. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house will far surpass the former, says the Lord. And in this place I shall give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. So Haggai says that three things are going to happen. One, a shaking is coming. There is a shaking happening all over the earth. Some people are going to get shaken out of the region where they live. Some people are going to get shaken out of the job that they have right now. Some people are going to get shaken. I say let everything that can be shaken be shaken. Then God says the silver and the gold are mine. In other words, my will is my bill. Some of you need to speak that over your life. God's will is God's bill. In other words, the Lord himself will fund his kingdom and his plans in these last days. And I pray for supernatural faith. I felt in my spirit. I, you can imagine, I went to bed at like 5 a.m. last night. Couldn't even sleep. Just excited meditating on the faithfulness of God and I'm like was like four in the morning maybe I was hallucinating but I literally believe the Lord said to me that if we will respond and allow him to stir up our faith that he himself will release release supernatural provision where there will literally be jobs, there'll be contracts, there'll be checks, there'll be, oh, oh, here we go, he's a prosperity preacher. I'm telling you, there's supernatural provision that's going to be released. If we'll just ask him, stir my spirit. 
Stir, stir me up, Lord. Stir me up for the work that you're about to do in this city. And if we'll partner with him, supernatural provision is coming to rebuild, to renovate the house of the Lord in our midst. So supernatural provision is coming. And then maybe my favorite part, the latter glory is going to surpass the former glory. No, I want to close with that and talk just a little bit and, and, and share my heart. Lakeland, if you don't know, is well known in the charismatic world for revival and moves of the Spirit. The first 10,000 seat sanctuary built in all of North America was built here in Lakeland called Carpenter's Home. Now we have a very interesting dynamic here, especially at this church, because you have some folks who grew up there and are well familiar with that, and then you have others of us who, you know, were just born when it fell. But there's interesting dynamics here at work, and as I've been seeking God, um, I'm, I'm personally naturally drawn to seeing revival and awakening hit a city, not just a church. And so I believe in the kingdom of God more than pushing a, a church's agenda. And so I have spent many long hours in different fasts asking the Lord about redeeming Lakeland, uh, removing the reproach off of the land. And I believe that one of the things that the Lord has spoken to me is that we are living in an era where we are going to see uh, the one-man ministry fade into the distance. And, and what I mean by that is in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, you saw a lot of well-known ministries rise, and everything was centered off of that man or woman of God. And so basically you'd come to church and just watch them operate in the gifts and hope they would pick you one Sunday or you could become their spiritual son. And I believe one of the things that the Lord has spoken to my heart here about Lakeland is one of the reasons why revival has not been transferred is because there was no vision for the next generation. And as I have shared this and the Lord has spoken of this, the Lord has confirmed what I just said exactly to the T. And what I believe the Lord is about to do in this city is he's about to unlock the wells of revival again. But the wells of revival that are coming are going to look like fathers and mothers training and equipping sons and daughters for marriage, for life, for child rearing, and to be carriers of the glory of God. Why Lakeland? Why Polk County? Why are we here? Because I believe that what God is about to do, not only in Lakeland, is the answer of a cry to a generation. In 2010, the Lord called us to plant the church. I had an encounter in my office in 2013 where the Lord said, I'm sending you. And as many of you know, from 2013 to currently, I have been on the road quite a bit. I have sacrificed and given so much of my energy in my life uh, to being used as a, a voice in about 40 churches or conferences a year. I've flown about 150,000 miles a year the last five years. Um, it's been absolutely insane. It has been a tremendous blessing to so many people 
But as I continue to stand on stages and do conferences and speak in local churches, I've realized that what this generation needs is called fathering. They, they don't need another guy on a platform giving some anointed word. They, they don't need another shot in the arm at their favorite. I'm, I'm thankful, I'm grateful, I'm a conference speaker and travel all over the world and speak. But what I've learned over the last five years is that there's a massive transition coming to the body. And I believe you're going to see fathering and mothering. You're going to see many schools of ministry. They're going to begin to pop up all over the earth. And so one of my encouragements today as saints, what we're sowing into and what we're going to talk about today is more than Lakeland. Lakeland's a part of the story, but I'm telling you, there's a global picture. There's a global transitioning that's happening all over the earth, and you are going to see people truly trained, equipped. You know, you're not just a bunch of pew fodder for preachers. Do you know that you have a gift? You have a call? You have a grace? There's a realm of influence that God wants to give you. And the Lord has brought you here to empower you in the various sphere of influence that he's given you. So there's something happening in Lakeland. There's something that's happening all over the earth. And so as we've been dreaming and believing, I believe that the Lord is calling me primarily off the road. And so I'm going to bring Barry up and he's going to talk to you about the transition that he's going through. But as we begin to renovate this building, I believe that the Lord is asking me to shut down about 75% of my travel out of my own volition, uh, hearing what the Lord is saying. And I'm going to seat myself here in Lakeland and help to oversee the school of ministry that we're going to talk about today. And I just believe that the Lord is up to something in the earth. He's up to something in Lakeland. And what the Lord has put in my heart is to launch a three-year full-time school of ministry called Maranatha School of Ministry, raising up end-time messengers. We're going to raise up church planners, missionaries, five-fold ministers. We're going to form them in the place of prayer, the place of encounter, we want to deliver them from their need to be in ministry. Being addicted to ministry is as addicting as crack cocaine. The real glory is not on a platform. It's sitting in a prayer room staring at the face of God. And I believe that the Lord is going to raise up messengers through the travel that I've done all over the earth. I believe that when we go viral next month and announce the school, messengers will come from all over the world. They'll come from all over the earth. The Spirit of God himself will draw them here. Some of you in this room, the Lord is going to call you to attend the school. Maybe you're 65, maybe you're 18. Can you imagine having a place as a part of a local church where you can grow in the knowledge of God, you can get rock solid in your faith and you don't have to go anywhere to get it. You don't have to pay 40 grand for it. 
Can you imagine what the Spirit of God is going to do in a city like Lakeland where there's more than a dream of just being another church? There's a vision to equip end-time messengers to send them out to every corner of the earth so that the kingdom of God can be established. We're at another transition here. We're at another pivotal point in our history. And I just believe that the Spirit of God is going to stir up each of us And yes, we have to raise money for a building, but can you tell me that's the last thing on my mind? We're not asking for money for a building. We're asking for money to invest in a generation of messengers. We're asking for mothers and fathers to believe in something so much greater than the call in their life. We're asking for young people not to just think, well, the old guy, he's got a job, he'll pay for it. It's going to require sacrifices from each and every one of us, but I just sense that we're at another transition. I'm committed to come off the road. I'm going to finish my travel schedule this year. We're launching the School of Ministry January 1st of 2019. We're going to go viral next month, and we're going to Um, We anticipate that there'll be several thousand applications that will come in from all over the world. And we're working on how many we're going to take. Barry and I are working on the curriculum. We'll have many more details to come. But the building renovation is far more than just the school. Uh, The elders are going to come and talk a little bit about that. But that's my passion That's what I feel like the Lord is saying in our midst that you're seated here not just to be another part of a good church in Lakeland. There's a higher vision. There's a higher calling. We are literally going to fulfill what intercessors have prayed here for years. The Lord is going to remove the reproach from Lakeland. God hasn't given up on Lakeland. I pray that none of us would either. I believe that God is going to send people here for a season and they are going to be a firebrand generation. They are going to preach Jesus Christ in all of his glory. Picture with me in the next 20 years, hundreds of church plants, thousands of missionaries. Can you dream big with me? Can you believe God to bring in the finances? Can you believe God to bring in the right people? What God is about to do here is just not for us. It's for a generation. They need fathering. They need mothering. Fathers need sons and sons need fathers. Mothers need daughters and daughters need mothers. And we are going to see Malachi 4, 5, and 6 manifested in Lakeland. He's going to do it. Barry, would you come? Let's give Barry a round of applause. generation to generation 
And if you'll allow me for just a couple of minutes, I, I know we're spending a little bit late, but I appreciate your patience. Just I want to share with you just a few um, verses out of Second Timothy from Paul. I believe that Paul knew what ministry was about, and I believe he knew how to advance the kingdom of God from generation to generation. And, and this is, is part of the fabric of the core of my being, these verses that I'm going to read to you now, and it connects directly with what we're talking about. So this is 2 Timothy chapter 1. Again, I'm going to read just a couple of um, little passages here. This is chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Paul says to Timothy, Retain the standard of sound words which you've heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. So I want you to get this picture. Paul, you know, in, in, I went to four years of Bible college, and, and the picture of what ministry was and the way that it was communicated throwing anybody under the bus. This is just the reality. The way that it was communicated was you work your way up, you be faithful in this position, be faithful in that position, then people will start to recognize you. You can get on the platform, you can write books, you can become prominent, you can get invited to these big conferences maybe. That's kind of the trajectory of success in ministry. And as I pondered the scriptural model, I began to think, that's not the model of ministry at all. That's not what we should aspire to at all. And begin to rock me and to change me. Notice the phrase here, which Paul says, guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, the treasure which has been entrusted to you. Paul likes to use this word treasure. It's the word deposit. It's like a bank deposit where you deposit something valuable in some place. And the way that Paul viewed it was, the deposit that he had inside of him from Jesus Christ. It wasn't just to be awed and marveled at. Look at the gifting that that brother has. Paul understood this, that if he went to the grave with that deposit in him and he didn't give it all out and leave it all on the field, he failed. Whatever deposit we've been given from the Lord, this is where I'm at in my life. Right now, from this point forward in this transition, Look at chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, you, my son, 
Come on.
working at a human Further your walk in whatever way I can. So see, that, that's part, that's half and that's half. See, the school is half for me, and that's part of mentoring and fathering, even in the midst of this congregation, that my heart has longed for, that I was born for, then I'm going to be free to do that. So, yeah. right now my business is for sale. Um, we're working towards some issues that we want to think about it. Um, whatever happens, it's, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to walk away from it and not tell them. If I have to set up my file and burn it, that's what I'll do. Come on. Because I know. To me, this isn't like, I guess this is a good idea. Or this is very nice. It is not. Mm -hmm. Amen. It burns inside of me. And this is what I'm going to do. But it's kind of what you know what I'm going into and what my calling is. So here in the school, I believe it's divine destiny. You're putting your hand on every child of God and you're going to ask because this is divine destiny. You know that. So that's the way I'm walking. That's the way I'm going.
Oh, Father Barry. <laughs> and some of you who are raising your children now, you wish <laughs> you had parenting classes to attend. But what about having a place for that? What about, I know there's a, a financial class going on. How about a place for that? How about, how about more room for children to gather in to learn the Word of God? Yeah. How about a place for evangelism and outreach to be able to store their food and their goods and to be able to actually minister the gospel with space that they can have for their own. How about a place where men's groups can gather or women's groups can gather or how about a few weeks back when Jeremiah met with the king that was going to Israel and he had to meet in his office. How about a room where we could say, go meet in room 301 in the Israel Strip. How about that? You know, I've, my wife and I have had the privilege of being involved with many moves of God here in North Texas. I remember back in Come on. I know that I received my healing. Me and my wife received our healing. And we grabbed hold of God and never rose again. Say, well, I'm not sure about all of that stuff. You don't have to be. You talk to people who their lives have been changed by the power of God still love God today as much or more than they did back then, who were at the end of their rope. And then God came into their life and revolutionized their life. Let me tell you something. We wouldn't be here today if it was not for God. For that power. And you can say what you want, you can think what you want. That's okay. I'm a living testimony, and my wife is a living testimony. Come on. See, that's one of the reasons why in 2017 when I had this brain tumor and went through the surgery and it was so difficult and I tried so hard to get back as quick as I could and some of you came and sat with me and you know my brain would scramble. 
is that if I can get back, if I can get back, I can pour into somebody else. Right. There are some of you here that I poured into, happy to do so, want to do so, plan to do so, as long as God gives me breath in my body. This isn't about gifts and talents, this is about Him. Because He's the one that gave you those gifts and talents. And everybody in the room has a job to do for Him and Him. And somehow, some way, you have a portion to add. You have a role to play. Don't ever underestimate devil that would be the one that would tell you, oh, well, I'm just insignificant. It, I don't really count. Oh, yes, you do count. Because having been through this brain surgery, I have a whole new platform to stand on and testify of his goodness. And nobody Amen. 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 So I hope you're hearing each of our journeys, our transition. I'm in transition. Barry's transitioning. David is transitioning. You got ten more minutes. I got ten more minutes. Gives ten ten more minutes. So what I've learned over the years is that. I love vision. I love when the Spirit of God speaks. But how many of you know you have to get practical? I know all the older folks know that, but us younger folks sometimes we don't. So I usually just, Lord, do it. And Barry's like, how? And so um, I want to have Rick Myers come quickly. Can we give Rick a round of applause? We, we've said that the Lord is with us. We've said that this is the will of God. And I'm going to tell you, one of the reasons why I'm convinced is this man. And I'm not flattering him. He didn't know I was going to say this. But Rick is going to share about his experience of building renovations and his expertise. And I truly believe the Lord sent him here to this congregation knowing that the time was going to come to fulfillment and he was going to be in a position. So just give Rick your attention for a few minutes as they uh, hand out these sheets. I promise we're almost done.
Can we give Rick a round of applause? Okay, so let's let's wrap it up today. So we've got the side of that building open. Who's never walked over there before? Been in the other side. We've got it open at the end of service. You can feel free. So again, we're we're casting a vision. We're going to have the school of ministry over there. Obviously, we're going to begin to go Monday to Friday. Um, in January, but there's so much more than that. So there's a classroom over there that's going to be totally devoted to our evangelism teams, clothing, food, teaching. There's a chapel over there, worship services, prayer. We can do weddings. Who wants to stop the baptisms in the pool over there? Please. There's a beautiful baptism over there. So again, we're really sensing, you know, Haggai stirring them up to complete the work of the Lord. We're asking you, we're grateful for those who sowed to just get us where we're at. 
but we're sensing the Lord is saying now. Our leadership is in agreement. The Lord is sending the right people. And so let's just talk about money quickly, okay? So, Al, will you start these? So here's, here's, here's where we're at, okay? We have currently raised $85,000. So maybe you've already given and you're wondering what's happened. So what happened was when we began to raise the money, the fire sprinkler system over there has been a crazy ongoing hassle. I was so glad Rick came in so I didn't lose my salvation. But it's, there's been a lot of, I'm just kidding, there's been a lot of different holdups. So we raised some money and then we've stopped, which is good because they started building the temple in Haggai's day and stopped. But they kept going, okay? It's, the time is now. So um, here's what we have. Did you know that we had somebody in our congregation donate a brand new roof on that facility? So let's give God praise for that. So we literally, have, there's a brand new roof over there. The fire alarm system is about 85,000 total. So that's basically what we've raised, okay, 85,000. Recently, there was a man that came to us that has heard the vision, doesn't even attend here, lives in a completely different state and said, I'm gonna pledge $50,000 toward the building project. So let's give the Lord a round of applause for that. So total, what we need for the project is $250,000. Currently, if you add the 85 that we have and the other 50, we're right about, what's that, 135? Okay, we just had another 10,000 pledge. So let's give the Lord a round of applause for that. So literally, I know it might be... I'm saying we only need a hundred grand. We only need a hundred thousand dollars to literally complete that entire renovation. So where where am I at? I'm I'm so encouraged and blessed by what the Lord has already done. Uh, I told somebody this doesn't happen every day. All that the Lord is doing in our midst, the people that He's stirring, we are gonna go viral. You're gonna see a social media campaign. A lot of you know I've got a lot of, you know, followers, groupies, whatever you want to call them. Jeremiah Johnson, idol worshipers, we tell them to <laughs> repent. But we're going to reach out to, the, the, to online, those who follow our ministry, asking them to sow into the building. Heart of the Father's history has always been that. I can tell you typically more people sow from the outside than they do from the inside. Can I tell you I pray that doesn't happen this time? I'm believing that more of us will sow from the inside than those from the outside because we know experientially what the Lord is going to do here. Okay, so that's basically where we're at. Al, is that, is that pretty much all the slides? So um, the timetable is this now. So the, when is this happening? Now. We, we, we just got the demo permit. We've been working around the scenes. We've got the building plan. So what we're going to do now is we're going to hand out building fund pledge cards. So El, or, uh, ushers, can you hand those out? Again, if this is your first time, you're visiting, please, you're under no obligation. Um, this is primarily for our members. 
But hey, if you feel like the Lord is stirring on you to contribute to the work of the Lord, we do believe that the building renovation does help advance the vision of our church, but it's also going to be to help this place get ready to host uh, messengers, individuals that want to grow in their faith and be sent out from all over the earth. But what we're looking to do here with this is we would, we're asking you to pray today to take a walk over to the other side of the building and pray with us about how the Lord might want to use you to be a part of this. And we are going to collect these building fund pledge cards next Sunday. So next Sunday, if you would pray this week, just again, when is this happening? Now. But we, we need to know what, where we're at, what the Lord wants to do. And I'm telling you, I'm believing for 100000 by next Sunday. I'm, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I truly believe that if we'll pray that the Lord would stir up the hearts of the people, whether they're here, they're out there, I believe that the Lord is going to miraculously provide. So pray about this, and then we're going to turn them in next Sunday, okay? Will you, who needs one? I see some hands in the back. Feel free to walk throughout your neighborhood and just stick one of these in each of the mailboxes. Uh, any cars that you see at lunch, you can just, I'm just, hey, how it's gone so far, I really wouldn't be surprised. You, you can't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sissy's just letting us know um, it says on the bottom, I will give monthly via, okay? So cash, obviously, you know, you can bring that check. You can do that. Text to give, that's the number that we put on the screen, okay? So you can text to give that. And then online reoccurring giving. You can go on our website, hotfm.org. Is that right? Hotfm.org. And you have to sign up to give reoccurring. So you want to say, hey, I want to commit to give 10 bucks a month. You just fill out your info, hit reoccurring, and it will start taking it out, okay? So those are some of the different options. We'll take gold bars. We'll take cars. We'll take houses. Whatever that you, you feel like the Lord is telling you to give, we will directly pour it in there. And again, um, as some people have asked, um, we're not bluffing. When we say we have 85,000, that doesn't mean we have a secret 200,000 stashed hoping that people will give. We've always been super transparent in our giving. That's what we've got. That's what we're believing the Lord for up, up here. Uh, there's not some surplus where you know, we're going to go out and eat steak and go to the movies with the excess money. We're just looking to give it directly into the building uh, and uh, the kingdom of God. So um, we just take your card, and I just want to close us in prayer. And... Um, let you wander over to the other side if you want. And um, just going to have Allison play this song as we go. But Father, we just thank you for your work here in this city. Well, we thank you for what you've done for many, many years. And we thank you for the opportunity now to pray about how we can be a part of your work. And Lord, your word says not to give under obligation or duty. Lord, I pray for supernatural joy to fill our hearts that we could partner with what you're doing. Lord, as we read today, God, I'm asking that you would sovereignly stir the hearts. Lord, would you stir up your spirit 
and each and every person in this room. Lord, would you stir up your spirit in every person online across the globe. Lord, I'm even asking that you would stir up people's hearts for you will call here from the north, the south, the east, to the west to be a part of this family of believers. Lord, I declare that there is opportunity coming. There are fathers and mothers in this place that have been waiting, that have been looking to mother and father the next generation. And we declare that those young folks are coming from all over the world. And Holy Spirit, you will help us to facilitate that. Lord, I thank you for that chapel. Lord, I thank you for the weddings. Lord, I thank you that there will be weddings that will last a, a lifetime in that place. We thank you for the all-night prayer meetings. Lord, we say let worship arise. Lord, we thank you for the baptisms. Lord, we thank you for the public proclamation of faith. Lord, we pray that your spirit would fall in the classrooms, that you would grip the hearts of the next generation. We thank you for the vision for evangelism, for the harvest. Lord, win 10,000 souls in Lakeland. Lord, come and make disciples in this place. Lord, we thank you for Father Barry. Lord, we ask, sell his business in the name of Jesus. Lord, we call upon a buyer. Lord, let them come. Lord, let there be a divine transaction. Lord, make it easy. Lord, we're praying for the anointing that brings ease. Make it a smooth and an easy transition, we pray. Lord, build your house in this city. Lord, build your house in this nation Lord let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and everybody said amen Allison you can sing us out grab a card be prepared to turn it in next Sunday the other side of the building is open God bless you all thank you for coming I have a fear, and I